Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nesbitt Connection Podcast. Uh, love, have, love, love having you here, and of course, I love being with you. Uh, I want to again. I want to point out too that this is so cool having so many people on YouTube. Uh, great to have the support there, and and, uh, and of course, a great love hearing from you. I just I want to share something with you that that you know I, I mentioned. Uh, I guess it would be my maybe my last podcast about how. You know, I've got this. You, you can't imagine how much time I spend lying in bed just thinking about what it is. Why can't we attract people? Why are nobody coming to work in the construction industry? Why does nobody want to be a mechanic anymore? You know, why is it nobody wants to be a plumber anymore? You know, there's jobs out there, even in the hospital, for example, you can't get an RPN. You know, my actually, our daughter is a registered nurse at the hospital and she's. Um, I don't know what time she, so she's a registered nurse, but she's also uh, in charge of the education on the floor. So she's got a pretty good responsibility there. And it's, it's, a, it's a big job, a lot of stress. They can't get nurses. So why is it that, you know, we can't get people? You know, the, the crazy thing is, is that I read a book here not long ago. And I'm not here, I'm not going to name the book because I don't want to, I'm not here to bash anybody. But I was at a leadership conference and, and the, the guy spoke pretty good. And, and I thought, hey, I'm going to buy his book and, and get his book. And let's just say I got home and the, and the book was... Um, somewhat disappointing uh you know it, it, let's just say that um and then i think the difference is and you, you've heard me say this before is there is a difference in the people who take a shower before work and they take the shower after work and this is certainly a person who i would consider one of the elites went to the very fancy university doesn't speak my language doesn't speak that the language of we'll say the industry that i work in doesn't make him a bad person just doesn't speak the right language and of course, I, I, I remember, I actually, I, I remember about page 75, I kind of thought, hey, look, I just can't finish this book. It's just so awful. But needless to say, I kept going through. And I actually, I finished the book. And the reason I mention this is that even though the book was, we'll call it um, underwhelming, I still took some stuff out of there that I think is really important. And one of the things is, is that, you know, this gentleman made reference in this book about how, you know, with computers, you've got such a thing as you've got the hardware, which is actually the computer itself. And of course, you've got the software that runs the computer. The computer is not going to run without the software. And let's just say if the software isn't working right, it's going to screw up the computer. And I get that, and a lot of people do. We never stop to kind of correlate how this software works with the hardware with how our soft skills work with the people doing what you'd call the hard jobs. You know, we, we hear it all the time about how, uh, you know, this person yelled at me, I get no respect, I get no appreciation. I love asking the question when I get in front of a group, Do, when is the last time you, you gave appreciation or when is the last time you received appreciation? I know what it's like to be in a room for maybe 10, 12 people ask this question, when is the last time you felt appreciated? And the room goes silent. The room goes silent. Nobody can think of a time that they felt appreciated. That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. You know, if, if, if we show a little bit of appreciation, it goes such a long ways. And I think one of the things that, um, that I see people struggle with is some of this stuff, if you're going to be a leader and you're going to lead people, my experience has been is some of the stuff that we'll say is so simple that works, people think it's beneath them. And they don't want to try it. I see it all the time. You know, if somebody thanks me or does something, you know, or rewards me in a certain way, I'll bend over backwards. And you got to remember, what gets rewarded gets repeated. 
What gets rewarded gets repeated. You know, somebody does a good job, you got to take the time and say, hey, look at, you know, and you got to be specific about the jobs. Hey, look at what you just did here is beautiful. Nobody else can do it the way you did. You are awesome. Thank you so much. It's it's amazing how simple that is. I was I tell you what I was at a at actually at a precast plant here. I guess maybe it was this summer, and, and I do a lot of work with the, with the lead hands and the foreman at, at, at several precast plants, and I, I really enjoy working with these guys because they and girls because they are so they're the salt of the earth. They're the ones that make it happen. Without them, there's no work being done. And the thing is, is that you know. I, I, they, they kept saying about this new guy they hired, this new guy they hired, he's so good, he's so good. I went out to the plant, put my hard hat on, the work boots on, went out to the plant, and I said, are, are you happen to be, a, you know, I think the guy's name was Dave. I'm going, I'm testing my memory here. But I said, are, are you Dave? He said, yeah. I said, look, I've heard a lot of good things about you. I said, I work with the leadership team here, and I said, I've heard so many good things about you. you got a great future here. That was on a Friday, and he turned to me, and he says, you know something? He said, you just made my weekend. He said, nobody has ever told me that. That didn't cost me any money. It wasn't hard to do. I didn't even have to rehearse it. I just said, hey, look, I've heard a lot of great things about you. We all have the ability to do that. You know, we all have the ability to do that. I, I've seen stories, and I, I've lived them, and I hear stories all the time. I heard a story here not long ago, but they said the owner drove through the yard. The first time in four months, he drove through the yard. And I said, oh, really? I said, you know, what do you have to say? Nothing. Wouldn't talk to us. Pretty simple, you know, but like I say, for some reason, the simple stuff we, we seem to miss because it's so simple, you know, and, and that's the part that I find just somewhat fascinating. It's, it, it's just simple stuff. Not only that, we got to be reminded about it. We got to be reminded about it. And, and not only that is that, you know, we, we don't want to wait. You know, there, if, if somebody does something, we got to do it now. Re you know, reward them now. I'll, I'll give you an example. In my past life, I used to have to... Um, do employee evaluations and I think it started once a year and then it got to be every six months I, I, I'm I have mixed feelings about them um, and the funny thing is is that I'll give a classic example I'm just thinking this is I'm talking here when the company first talked about bringing these employee evaluations in I was a cheerleader for them like you wouldn't believe and the only reason that I was a cheerleader for them is because I didn't know where I stand I did not know where I stood with this company. I, I didn't know what the, if the, did they appreciate me. Am I doing a good job? I got a future here. I thought they were wonderful for that reason. Oh, but, but, and again, I'm not here to pick on a leader, but if the leader was doing the job, you know, effectively, I, I wouldn't have had that feeling. And I'm not, not here to pick on the person. It's just, it, it's the way I see it. And the thing I find most troubling with it, because I'm a father, we, you know, I've got two beautiful daughters that are both very successful, and I'm very proud of them. You've know, heard me mention it before, how proud I am of them. But I can promise you that my wife and I, when we were raising these girls, it turned out so good. We never sat down with them and had an annual evaluation, nor did we sit down every six months and have an evaluation. If we thought one of them was slipping, we were pretty quick to, to, to point it out to them. And now to that is when they, they, they did something good, we're really quick to point it out. You know, I don't know that there's ever a time that I have seen my girls that I haven't told them, one, that I love them, and two, that I'm proud of them. So like I say, I'm really good at telling them that. And the thing is, it just doesn't cost me any money. And the, 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 I see just the smile on their face, and I tell them that, and they're in their 20s. You know, it's just that's pretty simple, but some reason we miss it. And then, you know, we got asked, oh, why are we bringing people into the industry? And not only are, are, are we having a hard time bringing people into the industry, 
But the thing that somewhat troubles me is that we're so desperate for people, we'll take anybody. And of course, when you take anybody and we bring somebody in who possibly could have a bad attitude, guess what? They affect the rest of the team. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing that will upset a team more than bringing somebody in who underperforms, doesn't perform, doesn't show up for work, you know, just doesn't, you know, not part of the culture, and then the leaders allowing it to happen. Because, of course, then everybody just kind of goes down to that level. So I think we really need to, you know, I've seen it before, and, and I often say to people, especially when there's, we'll say, heavy equipment involved, if we're bringing somebody on a, you know, a half a million dollar machine, and they're not going to service it, and, and they're going to destroy the machine, they cost you a hundred grand, what have you saved by running that machine by accepting, you know, somebody who didn't do the job? Now, the flip side of that is, is that for some reason, we bring people in and we never discuss with them. You know, I remember one, I'll give you a good example. When I was a kid, like I'm going to tell you, I might have been maybe, oh, I don't think I was 14 years old, 13, 14 years old. I was not very old, okay? And my dad, you've heard me mention before, he had a gravel business. And I used to be pretty handy on a loader when I was young. Okay, so I was quite young. I was very good in a loader. But before I knew how to operate a loader, I was made to grease it first. I had to change the oil. And again, I'm only 13, 14 years old and I'm doing this. You couldn't make these stories up then to tell young people that they think you're crazy. But it's the truth. This is how it happened. And the crazy part about it was is that, you know, it was a small community. It was not uncommon for me to have somebody come in in the morning. They'd start at 6 30, 7 o'clock, and I would have to go and show them one how to operate the loader, how to grease the loader, and everything. And I would go to school that day, and I'd be with in school with with, with the uh, you know, with, with with this person's kids. And I, this was pretty cool. And of course, I, you know, when you're my age, it's bragging points to do that, right? But I'm just saying, when somebody would come in, I would show them this is where you grease it. This somebody pumps you grease it. You know, this one you do twice a day. This one you do once a week. And I showed them. You know, I spent the time up front showing, you know, this is what, when you come here to work, this is what we expect of you. This is how you do it. Nobody does that today. When was the last time you heard of, say, an excavator operator being brought onto a job site working for a company, and you go through the maintenance manual with them and say, hey, look, this is, you know, where you reset, this is how often you check the oil, and, you know, this is where you put the hydraulic oil in. <clears throat> I'll tell you what it's like. I, I, I heard not long ago about a company where, Somebody put, it was, I believe, hydraulic oil in the diesel fuel tank or vice versa. Needless to say, it cost the company a fortune. We got to do the training up front. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've had it happen to me where I've had operators come in that they say they know how to operate a loader, and they lied. They lied. They didn't know the first thing about a loader. So if we bring somebody in, you know, we have to make sure and do our part up front, show them this is how it's done. This is what we, you know, we expect of you. This is our culture here. This is how we do it. We respect our equipment. And the thing is, if we don't respect our equipment, it costs us thousands of dollars. And if it costs us thousands of dollars, we're not in business anymore. So we, you know, we'd like to be in business so we can make sure that you're around and, and, and you have a great career here and, and you can provide for your family. And, and we got to tell them that. Not only that, we got to tell them often. So for what it's worth, I just wanted to share that with you. And of course, I'm trying to, I respect your time. So I'm trying to keep these podcasts maybe a little shorter, just to, because I want to make sure I don't do, you know, burn up too much of your time. Everybody's busy. Look, thanks so much for being here. Have a great day.